in this episode of the Good Girl, the Goddess podcast, I am going to do something a little bit different, which is I want to really want to talk about the work that I do with women, my two books, give you a bird's eye view into the different kinds of personality type systems for women, why I did this, how I created this. thought you might find it interesting because I talk so much about the good girl. I talk about how we often have our power in our shadow. I am talking about women's conditioning. You know, if you were, you know, raised a woman, you have raised a girl, you know, you know all of this conditioning very well. And at the same time, it's also so embedded in us because it's so uh, reinforced by society about what a good woman is, you know, like selfless and giving. And, and I talk a lot about in this podcast, you know, how we can get tripped up with this messaging about uh, we're supposed to be, you know, giving to others. We're supposed to be, you know, the good girl. We're supposed to be fulfilling the role of fulfilling the needs for others, you see. And that's what makes us good if we're selfless. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I talk about how we need to kind of come back to center on this because this gets out of hand. We get the message that, you know, if we're selfless, we're good. And so what happens is that over time, we interpret that as like, I don't really matter. It's everybody else that matters, right? And it becomes like this uh, psychology that we don't even know is playing out. You know, we put ourselves last and it just becomes this cycle of, you know, I'm not really important. It's, it's how I'm giving and being there for others that really matters. Now, you can think about this as like, you know, having issues with people pleasing or overgiving or even perfectionism. All of this is part of the good girl matrix, which is conditioning that we get about how, you know, we need to be in order to be seen as good. Now, it isn't just a role that we're playing. And and it also is. So let me explain. The natural tendency is to nurture others, right? And to want to be be kind and giving. I mean, that is a pure intention. With each of my good girl types that I teach about, there is a pure virtue. And there is nothing wrong with these pure virtues to want to be of assistance, to want to be, you know, make others happy, to um, to be to be giving, and you know, there's nothing wrong with these natural impulses. You know, generosity, compassion, love, and service to others. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So you know, I always preface everything I say by you know, I'm not wanting to, you know, I'm not going to say we want to get rid of that. What I'm saying is, is that we have to look at how sometimes those messages within within us can get distorted, and we just take it to a new level that we don't even realize, right? Like I said, it's like we think, okay, if I'm selfless and giving, I'm a good person, right? And we just, we don't include ourselves into the picture, right? We don't ask ourselves what we want. We don't ask ourselves what is true and right for us. And so what happens is we fall into cycles of self-abandonment, self-betrayal, we turn down our intuition, right? Because if we had our inner intuition up, we wouldn't be, you know, abandoning and betraying ourselves, right? So we're overgiving. We're not calling people out on their bad behavior. We're putting our needs last. We're becoming burned out in this process. You know, the self-care, self-love concepts have been in play now for quite a while, but 
our mothers didn't have that. Our mothers weren't concerned with, you know, self-love and self-care. I mean, it really just started to come out fairly recently, you know, that, you know, women need to take time for themselves. We need to do this self-care. It was before that it was just all about how much can I give of myself and abandon myself and just fulfill the role that other people want us to fill. That's the way it used to be for a woman. It's like you give to others and that's it. There is no idea of, you know, self-love or self-care, right? Those concepts didn't weren't included. So women are really changing the landscape of this uh, in a natural way because we're getting burned out. We're unhappy. And so that's another thing that's fairly, you know, new in the last couple of decades, let's say, is our happiness matters and we matter, right? What we want matters. These are new concepts because women are programmed to like, okay, give of ourselves and our needs don't matter. Our happiness doesn't matter. We're just conduits of happiness for others. And if we act on our behalf, we're selfish. It just becomes sort of um, a vicious circle that we can get into if we don't understand the psychology that is behind this. And so we have to break through and see through to the other side to know that you give your power away to others when you don't do what's right, true, and best for you. So this is probably rule number one when you start to awaken out of what I call your good girl trance, which is start paying attention to doing what is right, best, and true for you. And to know that you don't have to just go to your default, which is people-pleasing or overgiving, or be trying to be super perfect. You do not have to default to trying to make everything perfect for everyone around you. So we're looking at what our default is, and it's often we fall into these good girl patterns. And I talk about four good girl types, although there ends up being more like six types because you're a combination of your top two types. So the four primary types are peacekeeper, pleaser, fixer, and perfectionist. And so you could be a combination of your fixer, peacekeeper, or your fixer, perfectionist, or you could be a pleaser, peacekeeper. So you're a combination and you take a quiz and it's in my book, Crack Your Good Girl Code, Secrets to Reclaiming Your Feminine Power. You can find out what your good girl type is. Once we start to look at this programming that's playing out within us, it's we realize it was we've kind of been given a script and we're playing out the script. And the script is about fulfilling a role for the needs of others, fulfilling a role so that we feel that we are a good woman a good person. I want to just back up just a little bit and say, you know, how I discovered all of this. And really, it had to do with me having a women's wellness center for 15 years. And I was actually working as um, I was a licensed acupuncturist and also had my master's in psychology. So it was kind of like this um, double whammy. I was coaching people. I was working with them on body, mind, spirit. Primarily, I had originally been using the Enneagram as well as the five elements from Chinese medicine, because that is actually a personality type based system. You know, that was my sort of perception of working with people was helping them see their patterns and helping them see what they couldn't see about themselves and then giving them permission to go beyond those boundaries. I started to see that that there was seemed to be like we could go to another level with these systems. 
Because in a way, it's like these systems that I was using, the Enneagram and the five elements, Chinese medicine, they, they, in a way, they were skimming the surface in terms of women's conditioning, in terms of women's programming. We cannot break through a pattern that we aren't fully seeing and identifying. So I needed to go down into another layer to look at how we're looking really at feminine conditioning women's conditioning, how we're programmed and um, supported. Because if we don't see the pattern, we can't go anywhere new, right? And I, this was actually happening with, with me as well. I could not see my, I was real starting to realize that I really didn't understand my own type. There needed to be, it felt like someone, me, needed to come in to make some clarifications and go from like the surface pattern to going into what I call the uh, micro patterns and then the nano patterns. That's what I started to do. I started to investigate good girl conditioning or just women's conditioning in general. And I realized that it really takes a woman to understand this and to, for for a woman to illuminate this because it's so embedded in our society and our culture. It's it's not like so easily to you don't see it. It's just playing out unconsciously. So women tend to get put in all these roles: mother, lover, sister, daughter. You know, nurturer, caretaker, solver of problems, you know, the secretary, the, you know, assistant, you know, where if you look at history as well, it's like women are in the, uh, the servant role. And we've been breaking out of this. I mean, we all know that um, breaking through the glass ceiling, both inner and outer, uh, has been a part of a woman's journey and something that, you know, we've been helping each other with as well to look at our limits, to look at the roles that we're playing and to start to develop consciousness around it. Now, this is the first step is that we just have to realize we're not aware of these subconscious patterns. And, you know, we can get these imprints, imprints and conditioning, you know, young as young girls. One of my students always says about the work I do, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. We are so programmed that being a pleaser or a giver or a perfectionist or a peacekeeper, all of these things are highly rewarded. You know, we don't speak up, don't want to cause trouble, don't want to get anybody in trouble. We don't want to get ourselves in trouble. You know, that's the peacekeeper, you know, and the pleaser is all about the other person's needs. We want to do what they want us to do. We want to accommodate and then there's the perfectionist who, you know, she's the wonder woman, the can-do-it-all woman, and she can really over, she can do some overgiving and overdoing. I would say it's more like overdoing because she's more task-oriented than the next type, which is the fixer. So you have the perfectionist, which is overdoing, really trying to prove her worth and trying to be, you know, in a way superior. She likes to be excellent. And then you have the fixer good girl, and she's the overgiver. And, you know, her core virtue is generosity, compassion. And this, the problem with this is that there's a, a self-abandonment that can come with this. It's like we're not really doing what's right and best and true for us. You know, the other person's needs come first. So with all of these uh, good girl types, it's like there's the, there is the core of trying to meet the needs of the other person, trying to put the other their needs first. So you can start to get a sense that, you know, we're so used to 
this self up game of self abandonment of not putting ourselves first or not including ourselves in the equation. So if someone asks you to do something and they really pushing on you to, oh, can you, you know, do this or that or help me out with this or that? It's like, we don't stop and say, does this work for me? We say, how can I make this work even though it doesn't work for me? You know, we don't even include our truth. So I often teach the first thing is that we have to get a sense of what really works for us. And I call this saying yes to myself. We have to start to ask ourselves, does this work for me? Does it work for me 25%, 50%, 75 or 100 And it's, a, it's just a starting place to start to include yourself into each equation instead of just this random self-abandonment. I have worked with some very evolved women who've done a lot of work on themselves and or they're spiritual women who have devoted themselves to self-inquiry and self-study. But when we break open these patterns, they hadn't even, these, it, was, it was new for them. So it sounds simple on the surface, right? When I just talk about these four good girl types, it sounds simple. Just, you know, oh, a pleaser, peacekeeper, uh, fixer, and perfectionist. You might think, oh, I've got that. I understand that, uh, you know. But the architecture that is holding these structures together is a whole psychology. And that psychology is what we're not exactly aware of. And they realize that this is this psychology is really what had been holding them back and creating layers upon layers upon layers of limiting beliefs and limiting you know blocks that they hadn't been able to access before this so this is about accessing our own blueprint about what is possible for us as a powerful woman not just a woman who's accommodating everybody else to develop our sovereignty which means self-reign which means you know we're going to create our own roles and scripts we're not going to play by the roles and scripts that others have for us we're going to start living our life from the inside out and so it's about staying true to ourselves now i have been coaching women for 2 decades plus and one of the things that always comes up is the sense of you know, this is the way i've known myself before and these are all the reasons why i limit myself and a lot of what i'm doing in my coaching is helping them reflect back their own psychology own limitations of that they that are completely artificial that they have decided are the reasons why they can't do this or have that uh, I'll give you just one example. You know, I had a client who was a, she was a humorist, humor writer. She was like to write humorous things. And she had just shut herself down after many years of being in a, uh, an abandoning marriage where the partner didn't see her worth. And she just sort of like, when we coached together, she would just give me all these reasons why she couldn't do her humorous writing. And it took a couple months of trying to break through her own barriers and walls of limitations of, you know, which were really just ideas of why she couldn't, you know, be a humorous writer. And so I got her to start a blog and to do her humorous writing. You know, it, it's kind of, you know, it's not like writing a whole book or, you know, doing a one woman show. It's just writing like a writing 500 words, you know, and she ended up having 
so much fun with that, and it just literally changed her life. She loved doing it. It just literally opened the gates of what was possible for her. And she started to real, you know, started to became a feedback loop of knowing her value and that she, you know, was a woman who had all of these gifts and talents that she had just shut down in order to just be the servant to, you know, her kids and her husband. And so she started to put herself into the equation, right? She started to see, okay, where am I really in this relationship or in this relationship with my kids or this relationship with myself? Where am I? Like, am I fully, like, uh, am I just submitting to whatever they want and accommodating their needs and I don't even matter? And that's what she discovered. Is there's so many different parts of her life where she had just shut herself down in order to just be there, you know, to be a conduit of happiness for others. But the truth was she was miserable. She was truly miserable. She had a very self, a very abusive and abandoning marriage. And she just felt sorry for him. And so she you know, just put up with it. But over time, she as she started to put herself into the equation, she knew it was true that, you know, she had a terrible marriage. It was just was, you know, wasn't pleasurable for anyone. It was, it was miserable. And she ended up, uh, she did ended up getting a divorce, uh, which ended up to be mutual between her and her husband. You know, it wasn't, it was like they both agreed, no, this, we're not happy together. So over time, she learned to have a different relationship with herself, uh, with her uh, gifts and talents, with all relationships that she was in. It wasn't just about, oh, I'm just going to show up and be a people pleaser. So it's often a journey I find with my clients that they don't even see these patterns that they're playing out, where they're putting the other person so much farther ahead of themselves that they're not even in the equation. Can you relate to any of this? Now, as I said, we often don't see it. You know, if someone had told me this when I was deep in my uh, overgiving phase of life, I never would have, I, I wouldn't have saw it. I wouldn't, it would, been, it would have been hard. But if someone had said, you just need to include yourself in every, you know, situation instead of just putting the other person's needs first and trying to solve their problems, you know, which is what I was doing. You need to put yourself first in the equation. What really works for you? What is the answer for you in this situation? And, you know, if I'd really done that, you know, I would have said no to a lot of things uh, instead of yes. Our no's and yeses get very mixed up if we're not including ourselves. We're saying yes to things we don't want to do and no to things we do want to do. So that's why I always start with yes to myself. It's the key to everything. It's the key to your own evolution as a woman and to under start to become aware of, oh, wait, how am I abandoning myself to just take care of the needs of everyone else and put them first? So start with yes to myself, put yourself in the equation and ask yourself, does this work for me? That's the first question you have to ask. Because if you don't, what happens is, you start to do this thing called give your power away. And you give your power away when you go against with what's right, true, and best for you. Try to give you an overall view of this good girl psychology and why it's so important. And if you're a beginner to this or you're, you know, to self-development or you're doing a lot of self-development, I've discovered that uh, it's so worth taking the time to look at where you have abandoned yourself or where you are limiting yourself. This has just been a 
super surface introduction. There's so many more layers and levels to this. And I call it opening the feminine power matrix. We need to do this if we hope to really see beyond these programmed roles that we've fallen into and we get stuck in. If this is illuminating something in you, if this is lighting you up, uh, if you've been a listener of this podcast and you want to go deeper, really recommend you get my book, Crack Your Good Girl Code. It is a brilliant place to start this journey. The book is super easy to read and it's uh, like a workbook. It's it's easy breezy, fun, but it will really pack a punch. You will remember things in that book for the rest of your life. If you're wanting to know why am I stuck or why am I blocked or why is this relationship not working or why can't I get my career right? So many questions can be answered really by understanding your feminine personality type in terms of like looking at in particular uh, this good girl archetype, which I break down into micro patterns and nano patterns, because the good girl archetype is just on the surface is kind of flat, and you might think, oh, I'm not that. I'm not. A, I don't have a good girl problem. I'm. A, I'm. Empo- I'm empowered. Well, you might find that if you dig a little deeper, you've got good girl conditioning playing out. Even powerful women have this good girl programming, and my the when I. In my more advanced teachings, you learn more about combination types because, for example, if you are a, if your combination type is the fixer perfectionist, you are what I call a Wonder Woman type. You are the can-do, be-do woman of the universe, right? And you often will, you know, you're powerful. You're, You're a mover and shaker in the world. You can, you can do it all right? And so you might not say, well, I don't have a good girl problem. I'm not giving my power away. Well, you are, and you just need to learn a little bit more about your patterns, about yourself. And like I say, it's going to those, um, looking at those deeper limiting layers that you haven't, you haven't seen before. And all this is going to do is give you more power, happiness, freedom, joy, all of the things you want. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Good Girl, the Goddess podcast. And I want to just thank you for being a listener. I always try and curate the best interviews, the best best people that I can find that I think will bring you value. And coming up in the future episodes like this episode, I'm going to be talking more about my work that I do uh, in really self-inquiry, personal empowerment, and personality typing for women. want you to know how you can start this journey and how you can participate. I'm going to be having some new offerings coming up, uh, how you can move forward, uh, learning about going from good girl to goddess yourself. Stay tuned. There's going to be more good girl to goddess. All for now. Take care.